You're listening to El Podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. And we are in the middle of the World Cup. Yes. Now, you know, you don't have to be like an ardent football fan or, you know, a diehard soccer fan to really get into it. It's just really easy to get into it. It's, it's awesome. It's amazing. It's fun. And, you know, I, I've had some Puerto Rican friends go, oh, you're, you're Puerto Rican. You know, you're not into the World Cup. Stop front. But I am. I mean, I, I'm into football. I like soccer. You know, Puerto Ricans evolve. You know what I'm saying? We're not always about baseball and basketball. We do evolve and get into other sports. Exactly. And when they uh, stretch it out now to 16 more teams, I think they're eventually going to add. CONCACAF is going to have two more slots. So Puerto Rico might be able to slip in there. No, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm realistic. I mean, you'd have to like super expand it. You'd have to basically include every team. Well, like this year, they ended like seventh in the CONCACAF, and okay. only the top three got in. Yeah. So they would have to get to at least fifth place. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we, we'd need a, a few more breaks <laughs> to, just to get into it. But, but it's so easy to get in. You know what I mean? Whether, whether you're rooting for a, a sister country or, or another Latino country, you know what right. I mean? There's, it's just easy. Plus, you know, if you follow football like I do, you know, I follow the Premier League. I'm yep. a Chelsea fan. So a lot of the players that play for these countries, you know, play or have played for Chelsea. So there's some kind of connection. And it's just, listen, when the games are so passionate, it's easy to get into it. You know what I mean? I actually I happened to look up the stat the other day. Did you know that there's 190 premier players in the World Cup? Wow. That's that's a lot, right? That's pretty much in every team. Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. I mean, it's easy. If you follow football, it's really easy to get into the World Cup. And the problem is that watching the World Cup is extremely stressful. Yeah, especially if you decide for whatever team you decide to root for and you're packed in all this stress for one goal. Whoever scores it, it's just everything comes out. The heart palpitations, oh. okay, that I have to endure during a match is it's just too much. I'm glad that there's a couple of hours break between each game because I need a couple of hours to just right. I need to like, you know, I, I need to have my IV. You know <laughs> what I mean? I need to just be relaxed. I need to have, you know, meditating music uh, surrounding me because it is incredibly stressful. This year has been tougher for me because uh, all the games are during work hours, but I've been able to stream them at work. So I put on my earpieces and I'm watching it on my phone streamed while I'm doing work. And I just start yelling out of nowhere. And they're well, wait a minute. What, what if uh, like your boss says, uh, Jose, can you come over here for a second? I say, OK. And I'm still listening to it while I'm talking to him. So you're talking to your boss with your headphones on? Well, Both one, of them? one of them. Oh, that's nice. So yeah. out of respect, you remove one. Right. I give them one ear. And, and the, the other ears for the World Cup. And the commentators ha uh, for the game have the other ear. Have the other ear. Right. And it doesn't even matter what game it is. It could be Sweden, Switzerland. Exactly. And I was I'm, listening to that one even. You would think I was born in Sweden, okay? <laughs> yes. When Sweden scored, I celebrated like, I was Swedish. I took a lap around the office. Listen, I will find the, the silliest things to get myself attached to a game. I was like, Sweden, okay, Swedish fish. I've tried them. They're pretty good. I'm rooting for Sweden. Mine was a little more complex. Okay. Uh, Sweden wearing yellow jerseys. I like yellow Skittles. Boom. I'm following them. That's it. That was it. <laughs> That's all it takes. That's, That's all, all it takes. Sometimes I'm telling you. And once you're in, you're in all the way. Yep. Like if they lose, you're crushed. You're devastated. Horrible. How could they lose? And then they give you this question. Have you ever even been to Sweden? I'm like, what does that matter? 
Oh, well, speaking of which, Emily and I have a very interesting kind of side bet to the World Cup. We have decided that we will visit the country who wins the World Cup. Oh, well, then you better get ready to visit Brazil. Well, okay. Well, it could be Brazil, but it could also be Croatia. It could. (laughs) It could be Russia. Or Sweden. Or Sweden, right. Or Sweden. So, because we usually take a big trip every year. So, we couldn't really figure out where to go. So, I thought, you know what? Let's just leave it up to the World Cup, you know, to help us decide. You know, I made a similar decision when I went to law school. I don't know if you know this. Uh -uh. I was living in uh, Boston, studying for my master's, and I wanted to study in Florida. But I couldn't decide between Florida State and the University of Florida. They were they pretty much ranked uh, right right about the same. So I applied to both schools. And right after I did, they both played uh, in November because they play every November. So I thought, you know what? The timing is amazing, right? So I said, I will go to whatever school wins this game. <laughs> Just like that. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Florida State won. So I was like, bet. Okay, so I withdrew my application from the University of Florida, and I ended up accepting uh, being admitted to Florida State University College of Law. Done. Little did I know that they would meet two months later for the national championship. What year was this? This was uh, this was a season of '96. Oh. So they met January of '97. And you guys didn't win. And the University of Florida won. <laughs> so and you I was the like, wrong school. Oh God, is it too late? So I. Tried calling the University of Florida, like, can you guys review my application? I made a mistake withdrawing it. I really like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but it worked out well because uh, Florida State ended up winning uh, while I went to law school there in 1999. So then I said, oh, let's just let the World Cup decide for us where we're going. Pick so, our destination. Yeah. So Emmeline's like heavily rooting for France because she loves Paris. Oh. Right? And I'm just bracing myself for Russia or Croatia. You know what I mean? Yep. You can go now over the summer. Yep. But for everything amazing about the World Cup, there's always something bad. Siempre hay algo malo. Siempre pasa algo. Siempre hay uno. And there were uh, two TV hosts from Telemundo that were suspended. Did you hear about this? I heard about that. James Tahang, T-A-H-H-A-N, and Janice Ben Cosme. He's the chef, too. Uh, they call him, yeah, Chef James with the morning show Un Nuevo Día. So Mexico was on the verge of being eliminated from the group stage. Correct. Because they lost to Sweden. Right. You know, Swedish fish. And they needed the help of South Korea to beat Germany. Right. And Germany needed to win to advance. They had never, like, been, you know, out at the group stage, right? South Korea pulled off a miracle. I mean, it was insane to even imagine them even coming close. They beat Germany. Right. Allowing Mexico to move on to the round of 16. Correct. And so then these people, right, uh, started celebrating on behalf of of Mexico or or just for being Latinos, right, on behalf of Latinos. Of course, we all celebrated. But they did it by using their fingers to narrow their eyes. Yeah. Okay? Do you understand how stupid that is? Not only stupid, but racist. Right. Without a doubt. So Telemundo does what? They suspend them indefinitely. Now, how stupid is that? Very stupid and very, like, slap on the wrist. Telemundo, why don't you just fire them? Kind of like they did with uh, Roseanne. Yeah. Uh, oh, so you're suspended indefinitely. 
You know what that means, right? They're just waiting for things to die down, and then they what? Then they bring them back in. No, no, just fire them. Say, no, we're Telemundo. We believe in more than that, right? We're not racist. You know, we're not idiots. Okay, you're fired. Ya, yeah. se acabó. No, no, but they get suspended indefinitely, which means como que se quedan cerquita. Okay, so then what happens? Now, Mr. Chef James, now he apologizes. How does he apologize? Over Twitter. Okay, which my beef with that is you weren't racist over Twitter. You were you did it over the air in front of millions of people. Your Twitter following is what a thousand. Okay, <laughs> that's not the same. Okay, go on the air and apologize. But he's suspended indefinitely. He can't go on the Pero air. But demand it. Say, listen. Okay, then fine. You know what? Then take your phone, turn it around, put a little video, and post it. Right? Why not? You know, show show your face. This guy goes on Twitter and he says, "Quote: It was a lack of sensitivity on my part." That's his apology. A lack of sensitivity. But it was a lack of humor. Okay? Right. It wasn't funny. And it was a lack of intelligence. You're a chef. Don't try to be funny. Okay. Because when you do, all that comes out is your racist self. Right. Tú me entiendes? And what made no sense is you're making fun of the people that helped Mexico go through. Right. You get me? You should be, you know, kissing the ground that Korea sits on. Because they allowed Mexico to move on to the round of 16. And then the other one, Janice Ben Cosme, supposedly a, a meteorologist in training. She did the same thing that Chef Chick, como que lo copió, right? right? Oh, okay, I do she that like too. She started laughing at what he was doing and then she did it too. Oh, I'll do that too, right? Oh, I'm Miss Popular. Okay, she apologized too. Did you see her apology? No, I didn't. Was hers on the air? Was hers a uh, text also? Oh, no, no. She went on Twitter. Oh, no, oh. they're not going to do it on the air. They're a bunch of cowards for that. She writes... I want to apologize to the public for my behavior yesterday after the game between Mexico and South Korea. Really? Mexico and South Korea? The game was Mexico against Sweden, Germany against South Korea. In her, in her mind, she goes, my behavior yesterday after the game between Mexico and South Korea. So she wasn't even watching the game. In other words, not only did she do something stupid, apparently she's not that bright. Right. Were you even paying attention to what game you guys were celebrating? Mexico didn't play South Korea. Sangana. And then she goes, my gesture, besides being inappropriate, was offensive to the Asian community. No, no, ma. It was offensive to the world. It was offensive to everyone. Yes. You, you understand? That was just a stupid gesture, period. It was, she said, oh, it was, I was offensive to the Asian community, but to us, it was funny. No, no, girl. That's no, what girl. she's implying with that. That's exactly what I'm saying. No, yeah. girl. No, it was offensive to the Latino community. Yeah. You understand? Because Latinos were happy that South Korea won. Latinos are happy with Koreans. You understand? We would right. never disrespect Koreans that way. Sangana, that's all you. Okay. Then she goes, I was wrong and I want to offer my sincere apologies. Don't offer me something that is insincere. Right. Okay? You didn't even know who was playing each other. You didn't each. even get the facts straight. Right. Yeah. Mexico against South Korea. They didn't yeah. play each other. I don't understand. <laughs> it, almost like in her mind, it was Mexico against South Korea and Mexico won. Right. Uh, but that didn't happen no. in reality. You understand? What kind of meteorologist is she going to be? Oh, the worst. She's going to be like, so today <laughs> it's going to be 55 cent wings. It, what just happened? What is 55 degrees? Uh oh, I want to apologize. Yeah. If I miss if I misconstrued and misled anyone with my facts, I meant to say chicken wings. En medio de la celebración por la clasificación de México, cometí un error e hice un gesto inapropiado e insensible hacia las comunidades asiáticas. 
Fue una falta de sensibilidad de mi parte y reconozco que cometí un error y quería pedir mis más sinceras disculpas a quienes haya ofendido. Y yo también cometí el mismo error y también quiero pedir disculpas. So happy 4th of July week, right? Since it falls on a Wednesday. That's right. We got to celebrate the entire week. It's not a weekend. Nope. Right. Well, we're used to the weekend. I'm used to hearing like, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend sale. That's right. kind of like uh, what I'm uh, what I'm used to. And having a three day weekend to celebrate. Right now, it's kind of like in the middle of the week, which kind of throws everybody off. Yes. Any plans? Uh, Probably go watch fireworks somewhere. Like uh, are you Lake saying Yola? you're going to watch because you feel you have to or you want to? No, I like watching fireworks. What do you like? like what do you like about that? I, I like know. I like the ex, the the explosion, like watching the fireworks, watching the designs. It's uh, you haven't seen them before. I have. I mean, it's but, the same thing. You They, they light them up. They go into the sky and then they blow up and they show different colors. And yay! you got to get excited. Like if you're watching a World Cup game. No, God, no. That's that's too much excitement. Are you kidding me? No, fireworks. But I'm saying fireworks is the same display every year. No, some are different. Like every year, sometimes they have designs on them and stuff. That's that's the cool ones to watch. Okay, so you go, you you just go hoping to see something different. Yeah, to see what new they have this year. You're like, vamos a ver lo que tiene. Yeah, what's new this design and and the finale. Like, how big is the finale this year? Yeah, I don't get why we celebrate Fourth of July with fireworks. Do you know anything about that? Yes, that was uh John Adams. Uh, wrote. The, the politician. Yes. Right. He okay. apparently sent a letter to Abigail Adams okay. saying, hey, from now on, we're going to celebrate Fourth of July with a lot of bombs and, and explosions in the air. And it'll so it was a letter. Yes. A letter that he wrote to his wife. Yes. Saying we should celebrate Fourth of July with, with fireworks. With fireworks from now on, since okay. we are now independent. We okay. won our independence. When was this? In 1777. Okay. So a year after. Yes. So he's probably thinking, you know what? For the anniversary, uh, we should we should remind the British. I don't hear any more bombs anymore. Yeah. So we. I should. want to throw them in their face. Yes. I want to, I want to remind them of what uh, we went through. Right. Uh, we got to blow this thing up. You know. But let's blow it in the air. <laughs> let's just shoot straight in the air. <laughs> let's try to aim towards uh, England. And since we're not hitting anything, let's make them colorful so we can see them in the air. Ah, uh, right. Right, because we're not actually trying to hit anybody. Right, right. We're not trying to. We're not trying to cover them up. No. Do you know? I, I actually know the history of fireworks. You know, yeah. fireworks were invented by the Chinese, uh-huh. and it was originally meant to scare away uh, evil spirits. So wait, wait, wait. Like, if you had evil spirits in your house, you just let a, a firework. Yeah. What they would do is they would wrap uh, uh, some gunpowder. In, in paper, right? And they would light it up and it would like create a, a bang. Like, and it's supposed that was, you know, because I guess evil spirits don't like loud, loud noises. Noise. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's what that's what you would do. And you'd be like, okay, this house is now free of evil spirits because, I mean, you know, we lit, you know, a couple of fireworks. We're deaf. Right. We're all deaf now, but but now our house is free of evil spirits. I love that they used gunpowder to do. They just used gunpowder and just a big explosion. It's yeah. like now I'm sure the first couple of them that did it just blew up their house completely. Because yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Because how do you know how much gunpowder to wrap? You know, because at first somebody's gotta be thinking, you know. Um, this is my Chinese voice, by the way. Gotcha. You know, I think that um, if we take some of this gunpowder from the gun, okay, that we don't need. I just want to interject uh, real quick. Your Chinese sounds a lot like your Mexican. Just letting you know. No, no, my Mexican is right here. 
my Chinese is right here. See, we're saying it's a little different. <laughs> right. Right? It's like his little brother. Yeah, it's like, it's like the Mexican's little brother. Which, by the way, they all get along. Yes. Okay. Okay. That that was meant for you, uh, Janice, Ben Cosme, and James Tahan. Exactly. Okay? Asians and Mexicans get along. Okay. And by the way, and I, to go off topic, all right? How are you gonna eat on Koreans? Have you never had Korean barbecue? Oh. Awesome. Come on, talk to me. Yes. I mean, Korean barbecue is amazing. You ever had a Korean burrito? I have not. Oh, it's incredible. Korean tacos? Oh, come I on. I haven't now. had that either. Oh, you uh, don't even must know be life. Missing. You are not living life until you've had Korean barbecue. Getting there. Wow. Getting there. Uh, uh, excuse me. Do you like Korean food? Okay. A lot of people don't know how to cook it. So, how do you think they came up with the right amount? I think it was trial and error. I'm serious. Like the first one probably blew up a house. Yeah. And then slowly it was like the next one blew up a room. Yeah. Let's let's get let's use a little less. Right. A until they less. came up with the right amount. So it was the right amount that just scared the ghosts. Right. The but, evil spirits. But Sorry. funny how over time, right? We started adding more. And right? putting color. Yeah, that's not enough. Yeah. We needed to really, uh, you know, sound like an explosion. Because some of these fireworks now Ridiculous. are bombs. Yeah. They're bombs going off. Oh, yeah. And it's like the louder, the better. And, of course, it freaks me out because now people don't even wait till July 4th. No. They're starting to set them off, bro. June 29th, I heard My fire. neighborhood has been launching fireworks since last week of June. But why? I don't understand. You have so, I, I mean, are they going bad? Do you have so many that you're like, oh, well, let's let's just get rid of a few, you yeah, know, every they're day. They're practicing. Just wait till July 4th. Pero tienen tanta gana I guess they can't help but see them in a room and be like, oh, you know what? Let's take this box out right now. Let's do it. What? <laughs> <laughs> Can you not wait till July 4th? Now, did you ever launch any fireworks when you were younger growing up? No, nah, man. I, I've always been terrified of fireworks. Really? Man. I've always been terrified of lighting, you know, sticks of dynamite in my hand. Wow. I am all about the little sparklers. That's as dangerous as I want to be. So you never lit like an M80 growing up? Are you nuts? So I got a story for you about oh. M80s. I used to love M80s. M80s are like, aren't they it's like... a quarter of a dynamite stick. That's, in, that's insane. So we would light them up and just throw them, and it makes a huge explosion. Whoa. Yeah, because it's a bomb. My cousin and I were driving around our neighborhood where we grew up in Hialeah, and a kid was throwing bottle rockets, and he threw one, and it went through my passenger window where I was sitting and hit my cousin. And it blew up like a hand, like a bottle rocket. So I nudge my cousin and I go drive back around. He goes back around. I reach back and I grabbed an M80 oh, God. and I lit it and I stick myself out of the window. And I said, think fast. And I threw it at him and it landed like close to his chest. I don't know what happened after that. So there's. Oh, <laughs> so- I, oh I know what happened. He died. <laughs> he died. And there's a warrant out for your arrest. <laughs> Uh, for voluntary manslaughter. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what. No, that's I what looked happened. back. He didn't die, but it definitely scared the heck out of him and probably like burned him a little bit. I think you're you're trying to convince yourself that when you look back, he was okay, but he was in his last moments of life. You understand? Okay. You don't survive being thrown an M80 at your chest. He did. <laughs> <laughs> in the criminal justice system. The people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups. The police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders. These are their stories. 
Did you hear about this? Two Canadian men last week were found guilty of polygamy. That that still exists? Yeah, yeah. Check this out. Uh, one guy, uh, James Oler, was found guilty of having five wives. The other guy, Winston Blackmore, was found guilty of having 24 wives wow. and 149 children. Wow. Yeah. What, what does this guy do for a living to have all that? He's a, a husband to 24 wives and a father to 149 children. That's a full-time job. This was their sentence, okay? Okay. James Oler got three months of house arrest. And Mr. Uh, 24 Wives got six months of house arrest. So they basically, he put him back with his wives that he's not supposed he's, to he's have. He's back home, right? That's right. what I'm saying. He's back home. So you broke the law by having too many wives at home. So your punishment is to go live at home? I, I don't understand. That's that's where he committed the crime. Right. Uh, that's almost like, you know, you got caught shoplifting and your punishment is now you got to be an employee at the store by yourself unsupervised. <laughs> right. Guess what you're going to do as soon as you clock in? Clock out. With the merchandise. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, I don't understand how they're going to send them back home. That makes absolutely no sense. House arrest? No, I think the better sentence would have been if they put him in a place all by himself. He has to leave, live as a single person for six months. No wives, no kids for six months. Not in jail. I was going to say, that's that sounds like jail. No, not like, in jail. House arrest, but in this house alone with nobody else. Right, that sounds like the county jail or <laughs> prison. That's this house with bars and nobody no, around. No bars. We're, we'll give them a house, but it's a house with no wives, no kids. You would make a really friendly judge because you would make prison seem like a house. <laughs> no, you're not going to prison. No, 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 no. It's just like a it's just like a, a house with very strong walls. Yeah. And interesting window arrangements. Um, but it's just it's not prison. It's just a house where you'll just be all by yourself. Yep. It's and we not, got we got you a very small room, but it yeah. has everything. It has a toilet. Yeah, yeah. It's not solitary confinement. It's just solitary for your enjoyment. Correct. I think it's their sentence should have been like uh you know, you can go back to your house. We'll give you house arrest. We, you know, we get it. There's a lot of people in the house that depend on you. But you got to take in tenants. You know what I mean? So, like, 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 only men, you know, that are looking for apartments, guess what? Now you got free housing. Now you got to take in as many tenants as you have wives. Wow. How about that? So, Mr. Mr. Blackmore would have to take in 24 male tenants. Wow. Yeah, and they have to be in the same age range as your spouse. So you're trying to just to hook them up with the spouses is what I, you're trying I'm, to do. I'm trying to create a novella <laughs> inside that house. I'll give you six months, and it'll be, I mean, yeah, we got to put cameras, right? Because right. we got to record this. Right. Because otherwise, what's the point? Right. And my man will, will regret, he will rue the day, okay? He became a polygamist. Talk about real life fireworks, and these are the fireworks I want to see. <laughs> these are some really good fireworks. That's gonna be a great Fourth of July. He, I, I'm telling you, he will repent, which is the purpose of a good sentence, right? We want you to repent. We want you to, you know, be remorseful. They will be remorseful. Cuando venga Julio y entre Julio, okay? Imagine 24 Julios. Right. Mara, este, me dijeron que tengo cama uh, por seis meses. ¿Dónde duermo? Good morning, I'm Steve Inskeep. Were you ever trained for CPR? 
If you haven't been, maybe it's time because apparently even animals can do it. A police dog in Spain was trained in CPR. Video shows the dog demonstrating by pressing its paws on the chest of an officer on the ground. The dog then puts its ear on the officer to listen for a pulse, although it sort of looks like it's giving the man a hug. The video does not show mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. There you go. So are you licensed, by the way, in CPR? I am. And then I'm an instructor in CPR. Oh, so this is perfect for you. Yes. All right. So tell me what you were thinking when you heard this report. That there's no way the dog has the pressure needed to compress the the chest cavity. Okay. But what if it's a big dog? It's the pressure that you need. I mean, he doesn't have the pressure to do it. Why, why are you hating on the dog? The dog just performed CPR. Why? Um, I, I just don't see a dog being able to do it. it doesn't this matter was how, a big dog. Okay. How There's, big? Was it a Great Dane? A, a Mastiff. A Mastiff? Yes. Okay. And what was it? A little kid? Those, are, getting... those are big dogs. They, and the officer was a rookie officer, you know, fresh out of academy. Like 100 pounds? Sure. Okay. There you go. The Mastiff's still not big enough. What are you talking about? The Mastiff, have you seen a Mastiff? They're they're like little horses. You know how much pressure it takes to compress your chest an inch and a half to two yes, inches? I do. Yes, which I is do. what you need to two do. Two pounds of pressure. No, a lot, a lot uh, more. Wait, wait, how do you know, Mr. Science? Because I'm just saying, to compress your chest an inch and a half to two inches, you need a lot of pressure. Okay, so you're going to tell me, okay, that if this dog is trying to save this officer's life, you're going to be like, get off, dog. You don't know what you're doing. Stop doing that. Plus, how's he going to give him breaths? What are you talking about? He, he he put his paws against the chest. Right. And then he listened. Okay, he listened. Dogs listen. <laughs> all right? And he listened for, for, I don't know what he was listening for. Maybe he was listening for a command. Right. Maybe he was waiting for the officer to be like, get help. I just think it's a dog that got taught a new trick to do, and that's about it. But it's not CPR. It's not like I'm going to have a dog be like, hey, man, if you ever go down, don't worry. Fido, he'll get you. Fido. Yeah, huh? his name's Fido. That's the name you came up with, Fido? Fido. Out of all the dog names you, you could come up with, Mr. Improv. Rufus. Now, you know that that's not the right thing to do is to start selling this dog as a CPR specialist. No. Right? Not at all. Because then if something happens, they'd be like, oh, it's okay. This dog knows CPR. The dog, the dog is like, wait, I'm just a trick dog. Yeah. I just know how to put my paws on your chest, and then I put my, my ear to your mouth. And then where's my treat? And then I wait for my treat. <laughs> right. <laughs> he's going to be looking around like, who's got a treat? Yeah. Oh, my God. He's not saving the person. You know what and I mean? The like, dog's I'm not, like, where's the treat? I just want the treat. I, yeah. I did what I was supposed to do for the treat. You should never sell a, a dog as being a CPR specialist. Nope. You're going to run into trouble. It's kind of like, you ever been on a plane? And they go, is there a doctor in the plane, right? Is there a doctor in the plane? I once uh, told Emily that. I'm like, what happens, you know, you know, when you're in a plane and that happens, you know? And she's like, oh, my God, I just, I, I just hope there's another doctor. Because <laughs> she's like, I, I just don't want to be bothered. I don't, I don't want to get up. You know what I mean? And I got to find out what's going on. I got to go to work. I'm just there to sleep. Right. Because you know? in her defense, if it were to happen, she wouldn't be awake to even hear it. Right. And she sleeps like 99%. Of the time she's on a plane, which by the way, the last the last flight I took, eso pasó. I was flying by myself from Milwaukee back to Orlando. I was in with Emmeline, and they called out for a doctor. Really? I was like, oh my god, if Emmeline had been here, I would have woken her up. I would be like, no, now you know, let's go. <laughs> I would have volunteered her. I'm like, get up. It sucks because it's the only profession that they're gonna ask for in an airplane way up there. It's not like they're gonna say, is there a lawyer? 
And I'd be like, oh my God, me, yes. I'm a lawyer. Yes, how can I help you? Uh, I I, want to divorce my husband because I'm sick of him, the way he snores while we're flying. It's just, I'm sick of it and I'm sick of the way he talks to me. I would be like, all right, let's uh, let's mediate this. Uh, Absolutely. Can can I take the middle seat, please? Thank you. Can you guys, I just want to separate the parties? No. Right. That'd be great though if they did that, you know, because you know me, you know, if, if I had to volunteer my legal services, at the end, I'd be like, uh, so can I get a little hookup or get some <laughs> right. cookies and juice? Uh, Chocolate chip cookies, at least. 29C, baby. Bring them. That was in podcast, the Ellie Castro Show. I am Ellie Castro. And I'm Jose Rodriguez. For more information on my shows, mi gente, you can go to EllieCastro.com and you can follow me on social media under Ellie Castro Comedy. You can find me on social media at Jose A-Rod. Remember, mi gente, life is so much better when you're laughing. Hasta la próxima. Palante. Palante.